Welcome to Slow News Day with Kevin Clark. I am Kevin Clark. Slow News Mondays with Lindsay Jones, our buddy. Her daughter, Lena, is in the room right over Lindsay's left shoulder. This is this is the value added. When they told me I was going to be doing a video podcast, this was the kind of value we wanted to add to, to, the, uh, to the video viewer, Lindsay Jones. Yeah, I mean, this isn't Scott Van Pelt's puppy, but we'll... Uh... We're making do. This is. Uh, this I mean, is... hopefully, hopefully, it's a different outcome. <laughs> yeah, I hope not. But um, look, she's very into football. She's home from school today. She picked uh, nine winners, from what I understand. She did pick nine she winners. Did pick the Colts. Uh, yeah, she picked the Colts, which um, until she went to bed was actually looking pretty good. And then uh, I have not yet told her that the Cowboys scored thirty-three points in the fourth quarter, Lena, and the Colts did not win. So sorry about that, kid. Tough news. Tough news <laughs> yeah, to hear tough- on air tough break um richie just informed me that my jacket collar has popped uh in an awkward way so we're all kind of dealing with our own background issues right now um all right so we're gonna do one of my favorites i love the chicken on midseason it's who can win the super bowl because yesterday and this happens in every sort of statement week yesterday changed my mind on a lot of different teams in a lot of different ways and and i want to kind of unpack it but right before we started just talk here right before we logged on this zoom baker mayfield was released by the carolina panthers and i think mayfield's in the odell beckham zone a little bit where uh he is hugely famous so we're going to overrate the acquisition the transaction all of these things um by the way i thought like i understand the colts just did not put up a fight at all yesterday but the idea that they would that the Senate football would spend like 15 minutes being like, what's going to happen with Odell? Like, are we sure he's going to contribute this year? Like, I don't think that there's Lena, by the way, sticking her finger in your in your ear, which <laughs> is fine, uh, incredible, an incredible moment here on Soul Newsday. Um, but I just I felt like we've now crossed a threshold where Odell Beckham is just we're, we're officially talking too much about him his, his his free agent tour, all that stuff. Baker is a lower grade version of that. There's something he can help, which is he can, in theory, help the 49ers if they want it. But I don't think, I think some people were drawing conclusions that weren't really there on Monday morning. If Kyle Shanahan thinks he can run the system, then yeah, he can put up a fight with, with Brock Purdy. Yeah. I mean, it's just the assumption of like the timing. Okay. There's a, a, Super Bowl caliber team who now has a pretty clear quarterback need. And now all of a sudden there's a starting caliber quarterback. Are we calling okay, him a starting? Let's not go I mean, crazy bo- here. Borderline a, a quarterback who has played more than half of a game in the NFL uh-huh. uh, basically is available. Um, he is on waivers, which I want to see if there's some uh, Rams gamesmanship that might go into this. Uh you know, they lost out on uh, Christian McCaffrey. They also are having their own quarterback issues. Uh, Matthew Stafford is on injured reserve. Um, John Wolford has not been uh, particularly healthy as well. So, you know, you know, maybe if uh, see if there's a little gamesmanship because the only way the only way that that Christmas Day game could be worse is if it's Baker Mayfield versus Russell Wilson. I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I don't I, I think I mean, Russell Wilson. This is all a viral ad for Russell Wilson to look better on Christmas Day. That's all I'll say. The week sixteen national games, real quick. I don't want to. I don't want to just. We don't want to ruin everybody's week sixteen's national games. Vegas at Pittsburgh on Saturday night, Christmas Eve. Great time to spend time with your family. Green Bay at Miami, Denver at LA, Tampa Bay at Arizona, and then Monday night. So those are the Christmas Day games. Monday night, Chargers at Colts. 
So we're not even going three weeks for another Colts primetime game. It's really unfair. I don't know. I don't know why they're doing this to us. And the thing is, is we're all going to watch. The ratings are going to be great. They're going to send out true? that Monday morning press release about isn't how ratings were great. Torch the isn't NBA. Isn't it true that next year they can start flexing Monday games? I believe so. Yes. It's part of the new TV deals. Um, they will have some flexibility there. Good. Um, all right. So let's get to it. It's how many teams win the Super Bowl? Because I think this is a great exercise to figure out what the pathway is and what the floor is for certain teams, what the ceiling is for certain teams. Because I think there are a couple of teams right now where we're saying, hey, they could be a pesky team. It's like, no, 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 no. Learn something from the Bengals last year who went on the road and beat some really good teams. Um, there's there's a ceiling here that we need to consider in a, in a small sample size for some of these teams who do one thing really, really, really well. Um, so let's get to it. This episode is brought to you by Thomas's. Thomas's presents Pondering the Bagel with Tom. Oh, the paradox of the bagel. Tis crunchy yet soft. Tis filling yet has a hole. Tis a vehicle for spreads, but only travels from toaster to plate. Thomas's. Huzzah! A toast to breakfast. This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. We're not all professional athletes, but we all have health goals. That's why Anytime Fitness gives you access to personalized plans and support from a coach. Plus, you can track your training, nutrition, and recovery progress with the Anytime Fitness app, just like the pros. With 24-7 access to more than 5,000 gyms worldwide, get more from your gym membership. Visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, restrictions, all apply. See website for details. I don't, I don't want to go through the spoilers necessarily. We'll start with the NFC East. Lindsey Jones, you have the floor. So you want to go one by one? Can they win the Super Bowl? No. Who in the NFC East can win the Super Bowl for you? The Eagles can mm-hmm. definitely win the Super Bowl. And I think uh-huh. the Cowboys can win the Super Bowl. I don't think the Commanders are going to win the Super Bowl. And I don't think the Giants are going to win the Super Bowl. There's still a chance because of that weird tie yesterday that all four of those teams are going to end up in the playoff field. Um, that tie is actually, I think, going to be beneficial when it comes to tiebreakers and stuff with other NFC wildcard teams. Um, the bottom two teams, though, they're not winning the Super Bowl. The Giants have overachieved. I think they're kind of hitting their cliff at sure. this point. The commander's ceiling is just not high enough. Okay. But the Eagles and the Cowboys absolutely can both win the Super Bowl. I mean, yes, with, without a doubt. Without a doubt. And and this Niners news makes it easier for the Eagles and the Cowboys, frankly. Um, one question. So I'm. I actually thought, I did not think, I did not think much about about the Giants. Okay, I just don't. I think they've overachieved. I think they're what they've been able to do in year one is really, really, really. Um, it, it suggests that Brian Dable is going to be a great in-game coach. The adjustments he's made it, it suggests that they're building something. They already have talent. They hit in the draft. Like I love this this Giants team. Okay, I love this Giants team. What they're going to build. Okay, and I've. I've I don't really know Joe Shane at all, but I know Brian Dable, and this doesn't surprise me that he that he was ready to go from day one. And you know, I did think that they were going to take more of a step back because I thought that they were just going to flush the roster like the first year in in, in Buffalo. Um, but in the on by the way, in the first year in Buffalo, they made the playoffs. So like, let's just remember that. So the Commanders to me were the team I actually spent a little bit of time thinking about. Sixth in defensive yards per uh, yards allowed. 10th in points allowed. And I sometimes feel like a team that does one thing well 
with an okay quarterback situation, I think they've got a chance. But I don't I don't think this defense there are other teams that I'm gonna put in this bucket who have better defenses and worse quarterback situations or similar quarterback situations. And that to me was was the determining factor. So I did not put the commanders in, but when everybody know I thought about putting the commanders in. Yeah, I mean I think I would put them in that bucket of um probably don't want to play them in the wild card round. You know, they, remember when Tom Brady did? Yeah, exactly. And that potentially could happen again, I guess, depending on how the seedings all shake out here, who ends up exactly where. But yeah, I think there's a pretty big gulf between the top two teams in that division and the bottom two teams in that division doesn't necessarily mm-hmm. mean that they're bad. I mean, the commanders are far better than I thought they were going to be. Um, and part of that entailed getting rid of Carson Wentz or, you know, put it, Carson Wentz getting hurt and then not returning to the lineup. I mean, they're clearly a better team without him. Uh, which is troubling and leads it's to a lots shame of they can't Baker Mayfield him and just get him out of the building. Yeah, they don't have the financial. Uh, they do not the final financial out that the Panthers do. I mean, Baker Mayfield is owed basically no money. So like you could very easily just pick up his contract or you if he clears waivers, you pay him nothing for the rest of the season. Right. All right. So Lita wants to sit on my lap. I'm sorry. This is. I mean, it's fine. It's it. We we were all about <laughs> spontaneity here on Slender's here we Day. Go. All right. Um, well. All right. So, I yes. So I mean, obviously, listen. The path to the the path to the Super Bowl for the Eagles and the Cowboys not. We don't even really need to spell it out. The Eagles are on the path to the Super Bowl, and the Cowboys. I mean, the Anthony Brown injury hurts. Obviously, I don't think. Again, I'm going to go back to something I said five minutes ago. When Odell Beckham signs with the Cowboys, and I do believe he's going to sign with the Cowboys, although he might end up signing with the Giants. Who knows? I saw a report yesterday he wants New York to be home. Same. But, like, we're going to see all these reports. Like, oh, well, the Cowboys just clinched the NFC. Everybody, can we see him? Collins were said yesterday. Can we see Odell run a route? One route. One route. Yeah, I mean, we're now it's long enough. He's, what, 10-ish months out from his ACL? Yeah, which, by the way, is, is... you know, I know we don't count ACL injuries anymore, and we just everybody returns from Achilles injuries after four weeks on pup. But like, it is still is a big deal for a skill guy to have a, a blown ACL. Yeah, and we haven't actually seen. He hasn't been posting like lots of videos of himself running routes, and you know the stuff that you typically do when you're a free agent. What player is he posting? Uh, I don't think. I mean, I guess I follow him. I don't think he's been posting a lot, but we haven't. You know, we haven't seen that. Um, kind of that PR campaign that you get from a guy to show he's healthy, right? They're putting out the workout videos and a lot of that kind of stuff. We're just kind of seeing him, you know, we're hearing the reports of where he's been spotted and, you know, who he's talking to and all of those sorts of things. And, you know, I think an underrated part of the whole Odell sweepstakes too is like, it didn't work for him in Cleveland for a lot Mm -hmm. of reasons because of the offense, the quarterback, um, and then he went to LA and I think we all kind of didn't know exactly like, okay, what, how's he going to perform there? What's it, how's this going to look? And Sean McVay was able to find ways to really maximize Odell last year in ways that we hadn't seen in a while. So the idea that he's going to just get dropped into another team and recreate the exact magic that we saw last year where, um, you know, the right coordinator, the right quarterback, all of those sorts of things. Um, so, yeah, I mean, but I, I guess that was just, <laughs> I would have been way more excited to just hear about the 33 point 
output in the fourth quarter of the uh, the Cowboys games and less about Odell, but Odell's a big name and, you know, there's nobody else out there. This is why the trade deadline should not be in November. The trade deadline should be now. Odell's, I agree with you. Odell's, um, by the way, I, somebody said that a couple weeks ago that they want the trade deadline to be later in the season for baseball style, style rentals. And the NFL has basically said they don't want that. They don't want NFL or sorry, NBA, excuse me. MLB style, like, let's get this guy from the stretch run. Let's get this veteran a ring, like all that stuff. Um, Why not? Odell Beckham's. Do it. Go go listen to my episode of the Island of You know the league office. You know the league office. It's all a bunch of weirdos um, doing weird stuff. You know, just like, oh, we don't want that competitive integrity, whatever. Odell Beckham's most recent post is from four days ago. And um, it is sponsored content for a flossing, for like a high-tech water flossing company. So that's what he's posting haven't seen it haven't seen any routes sure but i am interested in water flossing so we'll we'll see how it goes okay well i guess i would just say the last like the last thing on the nfc east is the eagles were one of the most impressive teams yesterday i think we went into this game thinking it was going to be a lot closer this was going to be a Uh litmus test game for them because the titans run defense is so good they're such a well-coached team particularly on defense and if Jalen Hurts has had a better overall day as a passer, it's been really close. I mean, that was as impressive of a passing performance. I mean, the the Titans just went out kind of and said, you're not going to do to us what you did to the Packers a couple weeks ago. And Jalen Hurts for, threw for, what, 380 and three touchdowns? I mean, it was just yep. – um, they're just showing that those games where they've won with their passing game earlier in the season were not a fluke um, and that their ceiling is really, really, really high. Go listen to Phil's okay. special. Okay. Uh, I agree. NFC North. I think we're going to only have one team, but I wanted to talk myself into some others. Is it just the Vikings for you? Is it the Vikings for you? I mean, I don't think the Vikings are going to win the Super Bowl or can win the Super Bowl. I, okay. I think they could win a Elaborate. playoff game or two. I just I just think that their ceiling is lower, as a, especially when we're seeing the Eagles continue to ascend the Cowboys ascending um, and that I, I just think the Cowboys ceiling is significantly higher. The Niners flux, I think is going to open the door for a couple of other teams here and the Vikings could be one of them. Um, I, I just don't, I, I just trust the other teams in the NFC a lot more than I trust the Vikings. And I guess that's ultimately what it comes down to. Sure. Um, I trust the Vikings. I don't trust them more than the other teams, but I just, I, I've been, I I know what high ceilings look like, and they've got enough talent to where they can play three games really well and put something together. For me, the biggest question in this division, and I I was gonna I I was prepared to get yelled at, but I'm not gonna do it. Yelled at by me? The, no, by the greater by the great. You, you can Twitter. yell at me. Okay. I actually wanted. I'll to bring Lena Packers. back in to do it. For you. I, I actually wanted to put the Packers in here, but they just literally can't make the playoffs. So even if they beat, so they're at four percent right now on on five thirty eight, and if they beat the Rams, they go up to five percent. So it's not exactly a clear path. I just think that, I, and I've done this every single year. We've done this experiment or the, this this sort of exercise. If you have an elite quarterback, you can win the Super Bowl. Like that. That to me is the biggest. Is it, like all it takes is is three four games and quarterbacks can turn it on. Like I've just seen too much of it okay um kind of like that sort of like a hot hot goalie in the nhl playoffs kind of thing okay so now um the vikings to me i think you're seeing first of all 
like going from, and I, I heard this, I heard this in August and I didn't believe it. And I should have like, you're seeing the bump of going from a coach who did not like his quarterback, didn't like anybody really to a team built around quarterback play, which I think is when you have a competence like Kirk cousins, you cannot put a, a you can't overstate the value of that. Okay. So there's that. Justin Jefferson is as good a player as there is in the NFL. That's sustainable. And the things he does to defenses, the pressure he puts on defenses, that's sustainable. And Kirk Cousins can can make throws. Is he going to, like, take the team and put it on his back? Nobody doesn't necessarily need to. We've seen that. I don't think – I think there's a lot of daylight between the Vikings are frauds and the Vikings are incapable of winning a handful of playoff games in a row um, and, and, and sort of what – you know, the Vikings are nailed on a Super Bowl contenders. There's a huge daylight there. I'm in between that. And I'm going to say they're probably of this group, the NFC team least equipped to win the Super Bowl, but they certainly have a path. Yeah, I think that's fair. But it was giving me, you were giving me a binary option here, right? Yes or oh, no? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Or, uh, but I'm saying yes. You're saying yes. Okay. We'll mark it down. Um, NFC South. I. This is, no, I'm going to backtrack. No. No. Wait, but you, no. so you're, you're, you're <laughs> okay. so okay. Okay. The answer is yes. And here's why. Number one, Sam Darnold. <laughs> no, no, no. Okay. Oh, wait, I'm sorry. Uh, the team I'm referring to is the defending, uh, the, the defending NFC South champion and, uh, and former Super Bowl champion, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Okay. It's not the Panthers, not the Falcons, not the Saints. We're going to put them in a different bucket. Tell you something. Tampa Bay Buccaneers, uh, net yards per attempt on passing, fourth in the league. Um, they have some holes. They look poorly coached. But I think that, first of all, they are one of the few teams in the NFL that we know is going to have no competition from anybody else in the division. I think the Vikings are, frankly, in that bucket as well. And they have Tom Brady. I think that that's. I don't think I know it's like this is the most like kind of like, you know, 9 a.m. radio hour type take you're ever going to hear. But you literally cannot write off Tom Brady in, in the middle of the season. We've seen them get better. Remember, like I remember two years ago, maybe around this time, the Bucks were so bad. I had Jay Glazer on the midweek show and we were just like spitballing and trying to figure out what the hell was wrong with the Bucks. Like we, the Bucks were in crisis mode. Well, you they cannot... lost that game to the Chiefs right after Thanksgiving. Yes. And that was a big, oh, no moment. When you have as many veteran players as this team, they can figure it out on the fly. Like, I cannot keep telling the same anecdotes over and over again about how many times I've drawn conclusions on something and somebody's called me and said, somebody from a team has called me and said, like, no, 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 you don't understand. Like, modern football, it's all about, you know, no training camp anymore, barely hitting, no padded practice in the middle of the season. Like, you play the season to get into shape, right? Like, that's, I don't want to pivot towards my regular season doesn't matter take anymore. But, like, if you can get in the playoffs and you've got talent, there's a floor there. Um, your dog is now in the room. She also has football takes. So, yeah. <laughs> so you're writing off the entire division just because. I, yeah. I mean, I think just when we're talking about like the, how high, what is your peak? It's just really hard with the body of evidence that we've seen out of that entire division, but specifically about the Bucks. I mean, I think that's the one team we all, we have to talk about here. We just haven't seen it. Right. I mean, I just, I really want to believe what I'm seeing week to week to week. And yes, they still have to play this week. They're going to play tonight against the saints. Uh, Dennis Allen has had really good game plans year after year 
um, against the Bucks and specifically against Tom Brady with the Bucks. So I, I kind of want to see what happens in this game before huge <laughs> sweeping observations. My child is now back as well, which just pure chaos. What what a back, what what a uh, like a, a storyline for this particular podcast. Is she in? Is she out? Is, <laughs> is the dog in? in? Is the dog how do you, out? How do you feel about Tom Brady, Lena? Is he going to win the Super Bowl? Can he win the Super Bowl this year? Is he good enough? Um, uh, there so, you go. Listen, that qualifies her to be on like 85% of local radio shows and some national shows. Um, all right. So Sorry about this. I, right. I, I, I don't blame Where, you for, where's for my writing husband? off. Um. I don't blame you for writing off the entire NFC South. I'm, I'm fine with that. All right. Here's the big one. NFC West. I guess it's like how much, co- well, okay, one, we, we mentioned this at the top. Could Baker Mayfield end up being the Niners quarterback? By the that, time is that, that supposed they, to help? I don't think so. I don't know. I mean, Brock Purdy was okay yesterday, maybe even better than okay. Um, and I actually went back and uh, looked up his, all his pre-draft stuff because didn't watch a ton of Iowa State college football, wasn't intensely studying the Brock Purdy tape uh, in advance of the draft. and. The the Brock Purdy scouting report from Pro Football Focus last year, heading into last year's draft, was, uh, quote, shades of Colt McCoy, which kind of a backhanded compliment, but also sure. like Colt McCoy has been a very competent backup and has actually won games, kept teams afloat. Um, they his, his strengths are his accuracy, his quick, tight release. He's got borderline arm strengths. He's not going to take risks. And a lot of times he locks in on his first or second option. So this actually sounds like a potentially good situation for Kyle Shanahan. I mean, not a great situation. Obviously, he'd rather have Jimmy Garoppolo. But, you know, if it's a guy who's not going to take a ton of risks, is going to do what your coach asks for, has been in your system for a number of months, maybe you can get by. I think it certainly lowers their ceiling. I mean, I think one of the the biggest surprises out of this season, especially over the last six weeks or so, is that Jimmy Garoppolo was playing really well for the Niners. <laughs> you seem skeptical about this. Um, I, I'm just thinking about the entire ordeal. Just starting with was, Trey Lance, starting with with Jimmy Garoppolo saying goodbye to the media nine months ago. Yeah, I mean, it's just it's a terrible luck. Um, I mean, watching that foot injury and, you know, there's some guys that are like, oh, they're injury prone. I mean, he literally just... Some dude just rolled up completely on the back of his foot. And like you could see it the second that the second that happened. Um I, I mean, it lowers their ceiling, right? And it's unfortunate because I think in many ways, and I think we've talked about it here. I know it's been talked about on some of the other shows on um the Ringer NFL feed, is that this in many ways was a better 49ers team than the one that went to the Super Bowl and came within a play or two of winning the Super Bowl a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. And now your quarterback play is going to drop off. How much does it drop off? We'll see, but probably fairly significantly. But uh, it's just hard because their defense is so good. Their skill position room is as good as anybody else in the NFL and as good as anybody else who's going to be in the playoffs. We're, I mean, it's huge, huge chess now for Kyle Shanahan. So I don't know. I, I still think that maybe they could because the rest of the roster is so good. Yes. It's just really hard to picture it with a guy that we've seen play a half of football and that's it. So we're in agreement. Um, all right, let's back up here. The 49ers win this Super Bowl. Absolutely. 
And one of the reasons is obviously the defense, the talent, the skill guys, Kyle Shanahan. What Kyle Shanahan did, never mind the fact, I believe Jimmy Garoppolo was in the top five all time in yards per attempt. Nick Mullins, who didn't win a lot of games and the roster was not as good in 2018. But good Lord, um, Kyle Shanahan got him at almost 13 yards per pass completion in 2018. Net yards per attempt, he was sixth in the NFL. Um, he was an efficient quarterback. He turned the ball over more than maybe Shanahan would like, but he turned him into something. And Kyle Shanahan can raise the floor of any quarterback. And am I saying Brock Purdy is going to turn into Jimmy Garoppolo? No, but I'm saying that Jimmy Garoppolo would have played a hell of a lot worse if he didn't have Kyle Shanahan over the past four years. And I think we need to separate that. And there's a reason they were trying to move off of Jimmy Garoppolo. He wasn't it. So I do think that there's a, a, first of all, Brock Purdy and his brother Chuba, um, incredible quarterback names for Mr. and Mrs. Purdy. Um, but Brock can play. He was Mr. Irrelevant, which would be very funny. Roger Sherman pointed this out. It would be very funny if, if Baker Mayfield, the first overall pick, and Brock Purdy, the last overall pick, were in a quarterback competition. Um, and literally, do not, I do not know who would win that. Um, but who's irrelevant now? That's right. <laughs> Baker Mayfield, Mr. Irrelevant. Um, I don't I, – I, I see a million ways for the 49ers to still make the Super Bowl and win the Super Bowl. Fred Warner is as good a player as there is in the NFL. There are four, five, six guys in that defense who are just astoundingly good and make, can make a game-changing play at any time. And so you're telling me that the actual biggest problem for the 49ers is that Kyle Shanahan has to figure out the quarterback position? I feel pretty good about that. Yeah, yeah. that's fair. All right, um, let's move on to the AFC, which I probably have, I have hotter takes on. Um, let us start with the AFC East. This episode is brought to you by cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, view its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Bills, yes. I don't know how much time we need to spend on the Bills, right? None. The Bills can win the Super Bowl. Um, They were a huge winner this week, right? I mean, they they beat the Patriots on Thursday Night Football, get to hang out all weekend, watch the Chiefs lose. They get the number one seed back. The Dolphins lose. Um, So they're back in the... the, They're leading that division. They finally got a division win. Um, I think the Dolphins are the really interesting team here to discuss after losing to San Francisco this week, a San Francisco team that had Brock Purdy as their quarterback, as we've just established. Uh, Tua got hurt in this game. Um, You know, didn't have to leave the game, but now we are going to be talking about 
is he at full strength? What, how's his mm-hmm. health? All of this stuff now, probably every week for the rest of the season. Um, Jalen Waddle left this game at some point. Mm-hmm. So you start having these questions of removing different pieces. What's going to happen to that offense? And then I think a bigger question is, will this defense be up for the task of winning multiple games in the playoffs if they have to? Um, they weren't against San Francisco. And I know one of the things that I think Mike McDaniel said after the game was he wanted his players to experience kind of a playoff atmosphere and knowing that it was going to be like that in Santa Clara, the stakes of that game, all of the other stuff with the McDaniel versus versus Shanahan and all that kind of stuff. And they just didn't rise to the occasion. The entire team did not. um, It just, it just didn't happen. So I just have a little bit more concerns now than I did week ago, right? About how high their ceiling is, the makeup of that team. Are they ahead of schedule, right? Were they, you know, is this a team that maybe were was achieving too much too soon and they weren't quite ready to compete with the more experienced veteran teams? I'm not sure exactly. I have more reservations now about them than I did before. So I could, I think we could very much make the argument for the when to the Super Bowl, but in this, for the sake of this argument, our binary yes or no as of December, what are we? December 5th? I'll say yeah. no. I know it's December 5th because in the morning I tried to have an expired yogurt and I found out the date very quickly <laughs> when I was like, what does this taste like? Well, I hope um, you didn't eat too much of it. So No, I didn't. I didn't. Got out of that one. Um, wrong. The Dolphins can make the Super Bowl and not and win the Super Bowl. Um, top half of the league in net yards per attempt allowed and four, which I think is important. The ability to stop the pass when you need to and make the pass. Uh, I would add in, and this is this is the most controversial one for me. I think the New York Jets can win the Super Bowl because we can't sit around here and say, okay, they're fourth in yards allowed. They have a defense that they have a front four that just gets after you. And what do we always say? What do we always say in February and March? What do we learn from the playoffs? Well, you got to have a pass rush. Got to have a oh yeah we learned that oh and then it's like every like the the worst the worst like pundits in the world like the the sort of D shift like it's it's Christmas Eve and and you're in like their whole thing is like you know what we learned this year you got to rush the passer oh okay cool dude we we've learned you that just, every single year you just stole year, my bet from when we were talk about the Chiefs so here we go oh really it's fine it's fine okay but that's that's what they can do that's yeah. what they can do. They are second in the NFL in yards per allowed per drive. Third in the NFL in points allowed per drive. Um, this is, they stopped the run. Uh, fifth in the NFL in yards per attempt, which I don't really even care about stopping the run, but they can do that. And so for me, you're telling me that they can't do that over a month and then have Mike White make enough plays with their skill guys? I mean, I saw I saw Garrett Wilson is like going to break every single Jets rookie record like tomorrow, like that. What he's he doesn't even need to play more than thirteen games for that. Like he can just opt out of the rest of the season and hold all the records. Like there's something here with this Jets defense that has the. I'm not listen. If they go one and done, I wouldn't be surprised. If they make the playoffs, I wouldn't be surprised. The AFC is a mess right now. What I'm saying is, it's the type of defense that gets after quarterbacks and ruins their afternoon. And that can happen in January. Yeah, but they just lost to Kirk Cousins. Yeah, who can also win the Super Bowl. You're the one that backed yourself into a corner. <laughs> Fair. I don't. 
I don't know. I wasn't. I didn't come out of that game super inspired about. I'm going to be a media night of the Vikings Jets Super Bowl saying, mm, "You really whiffed on that's, that one." That's pal. fair. All right. And you okay. can blame all the people coming in and out of your room for your poor takes. <laughs> I got no distractions. I locked my door. All right. So right now the Jets are at 49% odds to make the playoffs. If they beat Buffalo that this week, it goes significantly. I, significantly. I, I think I think the biggest the biggest advantage they have right now is the the Patriots appear to be in free fall. Yeah. Because the, the the Patriots have the tiebreaker. That's what I was worried about for a long time. I don't know. I mean, the Patriots look real bad. And and today Belichick was on the radio and, and he got the, are you going to change play callers? And he said, well, it's too hard to do anything drastic now, which I think in most years, I think in most years, Belichick would just treat that with absolute disdain. Having said that, having also, said who that, who does he change it to? He changes it to Joe judge. He takes it over himself or, himself, or we bring in Bill O'Brien for the stretch run. Steve, here's the deal. Give here's Steve a shot. Isn't uh well Brian Belichick's on staff. We could just get yeah. a whole Belichick crew. So here's here's the good news for the Patriots. Next two games at Cardinals, at Raiders. Fine. They end, the Patriots end. By the way, the Patriots cannot win the Super Bowl. We don't we don't need to discuss them. I just want to discuss the the Jets playoff possibilities. The Patriots end. Bengals, Dolphins, Bills. So okay. you're gonna have to win one of those games. You're gonna have to win one of those games. All right, AFC North. Um, this is a tough one. Yeah. First of all, I mean, like, let's assume Lamar Jackson is back by back January. in three weeks. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I, I honestly don't know. Like, we can't. So John Harbaugh said it's going to be days to weeks, so it's not a season-ending type deal. So we're just going to work off the assumption that, that he'll be back. Well, oh, wait, can I get your final tally? Is it only one team in the AFC East? Oh, that can actually win the Super yeah. Bowl? Yeah. Now, when you say it like that, it seems crazy, but I'm, I'll, I'll stay with it. It's fine. You're really cracking gonna, the whip gonna, here. The standard is the standard Winning for you, the Lindsay. Super Bowl is really hard, Kevin. It is really hard. We're not so, just handing it out to everybody. It, but yeah. someone's got to do it. They don't, like, yeah, not, it's not like the, the Pulitzer. It's not like the Pulitzer where they're just like, no. It's, not like, it's, it's not. like the Heisman where somebody's yeah. just going to get it. Yeah, someone has to win. All of a sudden, Jason White's got it, and you're going, what the hell happened here? Um, all right. So let's do the AFC North. So I think the only team in the AFC North that can win the Super Bowl is the Bengals. I am. I actually, I actually agree. Even though I have a creeping, I, I have creeping, creepingly low standards, like, and they're going lower every time we discuss the division. Like, I, I actually agree. With you, but go ahead. And I've been, I've been um, a little bit down on the Ravens for a couple of weeks, and I know that the with the odds say and the future schedules and all of that sort of stuff. Now, if you the future, the upcoming schedule looks really easy if you have Lamar Jackson. I don't know how great the upcoming schedule is even over these next few weeks. If you don't have Lamar Jackson, who had been doing uh, the oh, uh, an, oh, carrying an overwhelming burden to carry this team, right? And now you're going to pull him off of that team for one week, two weeks, three weeks, four weeks. We'll see. Um, I think the reason to be excited about their playoff poss- playoff chances, Super Bowl hopes, all that sort of stuff, is that they've got a good defense. And then you've got a one-of-one one player in your quarterback who will give you some untan- or intangible, <laughs> the intangibles that, uh, that Lamar Jackson will bring you. And if you don't have that right now to rely on, I don't really know. And it's just, the, and then, but just look at the Vikings. I just like, I'm a big, like, what are your eyes telling you? I'm not going to go all Stephen Ruiz here yeah. and like watch the tape or anything, but like watch the Bengals over the last few weeks. 
watch the Ravens over the last few weeks. What are your eyes telling you? Your eyes are telling you that the, that the Bengals are a really good team. They are very well coached. They've got the it factor quarterback. They're getting healthy on offense. Burrow has solved the pressure issues. Um, and they're winning really big games in really big spots. So I'm I'm really high in the Bengals and very down on the Ravens right now. I don't know what the hell is going on with Lamar's health. And that that to me is the biggest thing. And I know we qualified it, but the Bengals are better than the Ravens. The Bengals have been inconsistent all year. They've played some very strange games. And I know a lot of the teams I've said can win the Super Bowl have. I don't like the way I'm a big trajectory guy. Somebody said to me a couple weeks ago when I was giving them my the regular seasons matter take someone in the NFL. They were like, you know what matters? Trajectory. If you're playing your bad football, you're playing it in September and October. And the Ravens had a nice little run um, with four wins in October and early November. But 10 points against the Broncos yesterday. And Broncos have a good defense, but still. Um, having to having to have, to ride field goals in that game um, in either direction. Uh, losing to the Jaguars last week in a really rough matchup. And then just beating the Panthers 13-3 in a very stagnated offensive game trajectory to me not looking great not looking great so i'm putting i'm putting them in the maybe pile but i'm not throwing them in the the kenwin super bowl discussion right now i'm i'm liable to change my mind on that particular issue but that's that's that um afc south anybody titan seven and five no i don't think i don't think so um there was there was a quote in Peter King's column today uh, yeah. from Ryan Tannehill when because he, kind of, he was projecting the playoff matchups. And right now, the playoffs started today, which we know they don't, whatever. The, their first round playoff game would be against the Bengals. And uh, Ryan Tannehill basically called it like a nightmare waiting to happen or something. Something very similar like that. Nightmare was in the quote about <laughs> you know how things are kind of shaking out. So... Yeah, I mean, I think last week when they lost to the Bengals, when the Titans lost to the Bengals, it was one of those, the Bengals needed a lot more. Titans don't have a ton to play for right now. You know, disappointing that they lost that game, but I'm not super overly concerned. I think it's more the way that they lost to the Eagles that was troubling. Um, it wasn't an entire, you know, that that much of a competitive game. Um, they weren't running the ball well. Traylon Burke suffered a horrible concussion that play i don't advise you watch it and 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 roger sherman wrote about this in his winners and losers it was really tricky because like we don't want to keep watching concussions over and over and over again but this also was a touchdown play i mm-hmm. mean it was so it was like it was really uncomfortable the call of that game where i don't even know who the announcer was for was it cbs was like and it's a touchdown one of the greatest plays we've ever seen oh no oh my goodness oh no it seems like he's hurt i mean it's it's like a really really ugly bad situation but they've got some injury situations so i just i don't think when we're looking at the best teams in the afc right now i i just can't as much as i like mike rabel and like his chances to coach him up in one game I just don't think I can get there. Hmm. Can you get there? Okay. Can I get there? I've always overrated the Titans. I mean, overrated is a strong word. They were the number one seed last year. They were the number one seed. Exactly. Exactly. And I was arguing that they weren't a fraud. Listen, listen. I was the one that was so uh, 
I effusively praised the Titans to the point that Solak and Ruiz got so mad at me that, that one of them, I don't even remember which one, came up with the phrase, wins are not a team stat, okay? <laughs> so, like, that's, that's, where I, that's yeah. where I was last year. Winning games is a skill, and we all sit around talking about process and all that stuff. We're about to talk about the next, next little thing about the Los Angeles Chargers. Like, they don't have that. They got the, the Chargers get the process trophy every year, but you don't win process trophies. You win games, and Mike Vrabel does that. They're going to win a lot of games in the next five because they have the Jaguars twice, the Chargers, the Texans. They also have the Cowboys. My prediction is, I guess, I guess they'll end up with 10 wins, okay? Um, and at least, or 11. And I would not, I don't think that the, I don't think that they're as good as they have been in recent years, but I think there are a couple of things that need to be pointed out here. Number one is that Mike Vrabel is as good a situational football coach as there is that's going to be in the playoffs. Like, he gets it. There's a He's not in the direct Belichick lineage because he never coached there, but he played there and he understands it. And there's a reason he's able to find these little edges. And, and it, it's so amazing when you talk to the old Patriots guys from that era, like Ronnie Harris and those guys, and they all came from somewhere else. And they're saying, like, no, you don't understand. Nobody used to do the situational stuff until Belichick. Like, no one said like, all right, we're on the nine yard line. It's third, third down. Like we have to run this play. Like people just did like, all right, we're installing this play. Here we go. On to the next one. Like it was also analog. And Vrabel is in some ways the heir apparent to that stuff. Like he understands situational football as well as anybody. And so has they gotten to the mountaintop? No, but they're always going to be capable of it because they have enough talent. And as long as they're healthy, that's the big thing. Yes, they can win the Super Bowl. I just can't see him win in four games. I would like his chances in one game. Like if we're sitting here having this discussion in Arizona in six weeks, eight weeks, whatever that is from now, I, I like I like their chances to win one game, despite what we've seen in the last two weeks when they've had two big games and have not won those games. But they got to win four games. That offense, I think, is there's a... I don't know how many times drink if you've said if you've when we say ceiling this podcast, I think their offensive ceiling is still fairly low. And when you talk about having to win three games to even get to Arizona to get to the Super Bowl, I just don't think that they're uh, they'll match up well enough to score enough to beat the Bengals, the Bills, the Chiefs, the teams that they need to do to get there. All right. Uh, You don't feel good about the Colts. Uh, I'm not going to steal your joke. You want to, you want to drop your joke? <laughs> you need one more, oh, one more joke? prime time, one more prime time game. Oh, to know well, for sure. yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. asked me last night if, uh, if I, if you were like, I don't feel good about the Colts. It's like, we just need one more prime time game just so I can lock in, just so I can lock in. Um, the Texans, the Texans situation yesterday was incredibly Oof. grim. Holy cow. Not the least of which is that there were at least two people that I saw on the timeline, one of whom was a national reporter, who suggested the Texans were piping in booze. You couldn't possibly believe that maybe they were booing the sexual predator. Well, uh, no, I think that the implication was there weren't enough people there for that kind of boo. What I will say is the Falcons lost a draft pick for that. So you've got a pretty big story on your hands if they're actually doing it. And I don't necessarily know if that's something you can just kind of throw out there. Um, but you know, maybe, maybe the, maybe the booze sounded piped. I don't know. Maybe there was like a, a, maybe it smuggled a, what's the thing that measures uh, noise decibels? Smuggled one of those in, in your bag to, to gauge it. I'll say this. I'll say this. 
The Texans in the last two off seasons have put almost no thought into who's going to be their head coach. Um, they're not really working at maximum efficiency right now as a franchise. And so the idea that they like on Tuesday, they met and they were like, we're going to pipe in crowd noise for one play of one game. It's going to be booze. And we're also doing it because we think that there aren't going to be organic booze of a player that everybody in Texas hates. So let's let's risk that. Well, we can do a a, a Patreon, a, sep- a separate media <laughs> critique um, about the Deshaun Watson situation if we want a, a bonus podcast somewhere let's else. Let's actually not do that right now, or, but or we you can wanna... get to it. I don't, okay, let's only get it. for let's we have time constraints. Right we have time constraints. If we get into the media thing that we're we're gonna i have a rosillo slow news day taping in 13 minutes and uh boy we would miss that window if we got into the media from yesterday i i you know the the piped in booze were where where i where i you know here's all here's all i will say that was at least a football issue okay here's my here's my really quick media criticism um or critique because maybe there are some younger sports journalists aspiring nfl writers who watch us your language matters your words matter your tone matters, your sourcing matters, use critical thinking about everything you tweet and your right in situations like this. Well said. And the, te- and the Texans and the Colts will not win the Super Bowl. And the Texans probably didn't pipe in booze. No. Probably. People were angry. They were real booze. They were real booze. Um, all right. I need some real booze. Um, uh, B-O-O-Z-E, obviously. Um, AFC West. I'm so disappointed. Yeah, I I am so disappointed I can only put one team in. Yeah, same. What are you doing, Chargers? Do you know what the Chargers, uh, so after they lost yesterday, do you know what their chances are of making the playoffs? The Los Angeles Chargers? What are they now? 30%. What are you doing, Brandon Staley? You can't press conference your way out of this one, brother. Yeah, it's really bad because, um, and look, that game was head to head with two much more better or better and more interesting games. And so I wasn't watching every single snap of that game, but I was seeing the like, oh my God, Justin Herbert, look at this fourth and 11 throw. You were seeing it on the timeline and then they still lost that game. And it was uh, really, really disappointing. There's been no bigger AFC West booster in NFL media than me. Um, So the fact that only the Chiefs are probably going to even make the playoffs and let alone our Super Bowl contenders is uh, extremely disappointing for my AFC West homerism here. Uh, but the Chiefs can win the Super Bowl. Yesterday was troubling. I think the concerns that we maybe have had out there about the Chiefs lingering for more than a year now, I think those things are still very real. I'm going to do my uh, my sports radio take. They can't rush the passer, Kev. Where's, where's the pass rush going to come from? Um, but it's like it's a legit concern when you when you face teams and quarterbacks like the Bengals and like Josh Allen. Um, if you cannot consistently get pressure, it's going to be a big problem. Their back end is too young, too inexperienced. Um, but I, I do think that if there's any coaching staff who's going to figure it out, uh, get them some home games in January. He's, Patrick Mahomes is still probably going to be the MVP. They can win the Super Bowl. The Chargers are on one list, and it's the how many teams can hire Sean Payton next year list. Yeah. That's spice up the AFC West a little bit. If if they continue on this path and they don't if they do not look appreciably better, somehow eke out a playoff spot with Justin Herbert, and they don't go out and hire someone like Sean Payton and don't say we have the golden ticket, which is one of the best young quarterbacks in football 
who makes throw. Even the fourth down throw yesterday was unbelievable. If you saw it, unbelievable. And if they don't make a move to improve, either hire the best OC you can possibly get on the market or move on from Brandon Staley. And if Sean Payton wants a job, it's over. It should be over. Okay. Just hire Sean Payton. But barring that, like making some significant changes, they, if they let them roll this over, they're an unserious franchise that deserves everything they're going to get. So that's that. All right, pal. Do you, agree with me on the, do you agree with me on the Chiefs? Chiefs can win the Super Bowl? The, the Chiefs can, the Chiefs have a path. I've I, have one, I just have one question for you about the Chiefs because you wrote about this this summer. You spent time in Kansas City with a lot of Chiefs folks with Patrick Mahomes. And they specifically no talked deal. about, let's learn how to finish. We have to learn how to finish these games. Why is it still not happening against the Bengals? Uh, Joe Burrow just makes plays. Like I know, so that was the big thing that Mahomes said is he, he they're practicing finishing games. They're practicing. You, you can't practice momentum, but he's practicing sort of every last rep counts. So I don't know. I do think that the fact that they, the, the Bengals can drop eight, they can get after the quarterback that he can give, they can Lou Anarumo still giving him looks. He doesn't see as much um that to me it's funny because Mahomes said everybody said that, that Anaruma made huge adjustments from the first half to the second half and Mahomes said that wasn't true he said that they just stopped making plays and I I tend like Anaruma did not did not invent dropping eight um the the Bengals did not invent um getting after the quarterback with with Trey Hendrickson okay um and so I don't I I think that this is just first of all um just Joe Burrow, the fact that the Bengals have a lot of really good skill guys um, and the the Chiefs don't have the secondary to always match up with it. Um, and that Joe Burrow is really, really, really good at identifying exactly over the course of a game exactly what he needs to do to a defense and telling Brian Callahan, the OC, and Zach Taylor, like he's basically a play caller in some of these spots. Um, you can read my piece about it, which touches a lot on the Chiefs Bengals game from last year. Um, why doesn't it happen? I mean, first of all, it's just kind of bad luck. Um, and and I do think at some point they'll break through, but the Bengals are just a good team, dude. They're just a good freaking team. Yeah. I mean, I, I agree. It's just like if you you the Chiefs are now at this level, right? Where they're small problem, you know, they have these small things to fix, right? That every other team would be like, okay, we want to figure out how we can close out games against this one specific team. You have your quarterback answer. You have, you've figured out your wide receiver group, all those sorts of things. The fact that they've lost three times in almost in very, very similar ways to the same team in one calendar year. Like, how do you get over? How do they get over this now? Um, I think, I think that, I think they'll manage. You think Mahomes will figure it out? Yep. I I mean, it'd be fun if we get to see them one more time, if we get to see them in, you know, the divisional round or AFC championship game, whatever might happen. Lindsay Jones, see you, pal. Uh, thanks for letting my daughter join. <laughs> Anytime. Bye.